Hariyom, and welcome to Live Vedanta, Parenting Culture, a podcast series that explores how we can apply Vedanta, the science of happiness, towards all our relationships. This podcast is for all caregivers who want to nurture relationships. So this applies to all parents, parents-to-be, teachers, uncles and aunts, and grandparents. The content for the upcoming episodes are from the weekly parenting culture community, and specifically the discourses by Sri Vivek Gupta, the spiritual guide of Chinmay Mission Niagara. If you've discovered this podcast independently, please check out the show notes for details on how to join this virtual community of caregivers. It's now time to listen and learn. Greetings from Niagara Falls. This weekend I was interacting with a knowledgeable seeker and she was educating me about the diet of those who lived in India back in the day. Specifically, that the monsoons were unknown. It could rain a lot, it could rain little, You can't control that. It's hard even to predict that. And so, people who lived in India back in the day, they grew crops that were resistant to drought so that those crops would go on. But with the Industrial Revolution, there is so much use of fertilizer and particularly pesticides. And so she was sharing how we are now coming to feel the ramifications of these poisons and how it's affecting our immune system, our brains, that there's such a growth in Parkinson's as an example, and particularly in Indian males. The point that I'm trying (laughs) to share here is long-term harm is hard to gauge. Consumption of sugar, social media, that harm potentially is long-term and it's hard to gauge that. And I'm further pointing out then Long-term help is also hard to gauge. Parenting culture is a space where we are thinking not just of parenting. It's not just me and my wife and my kids. This is about caregiving. And this is for the long-term. If I become a noble parent, the chances of my children becoming noble is higher. The chances. The chances of them becoming noble parents is higher, and then their children being noble is higher. When you care for generations, that's called a legacy, correct? Parenting culture, parenting space, We do laugh a lot and we have acronyms and so on and so forth. But really, this is legacy work. 
that we're engaged in. In the Bhagavad Gita, the system that is adopted to teach is Tatvam Asi. In English, this means infinity you are. Now, as I'm sharing that with all of us, it's 9.05 p.m. on a Monday. <laughs> the opposite of infinity, I am. <laughs> However, suppose you had a rough day today because of context, but you were patient, you were disciplined, you were cheerful, you were generous, you were punctual. All of those virtues, you employed them, you implemented them. Don't you feel more infinite right now? Lighter, more cheerful, more optimistic? Of course you do. And so right now, if you don't resonate with infinity you are, the more virtuous you become, the more this will become the truth for you. And this is what we're zooming into in the Bhagavad Gita. What are critical values for us to be infinite? Before you are a parent, you are a seeker. How many of you join Meaningful Mornings live or recorded by show of hands? Quite a few of you. There are many seekers who don't attend any courses, but they attend Meaningful Mornings. And when I interact with them, they share with me, they appreciate the constant review of the book, of the chapter, of the verses. And the reason for that is they're not in satsanga all the time, so it's easy to forget. I find with caregivers, our lives are demanding, so it's easy to forget. And that's why every time I commune with you, I try to offer more of a review. If you feel that I'm being repetitive, then you teach the next class. <laughs> or you document your life and show us how you're living all, how you're living all of this. <laughs> the 10th value, vairagya. In English, contentment. And I referenced in Bhagavata and Bhagavad Gita, when you appreciate what you have, then you come to employ and live by stane, which means acceptance. Value 11, anahankara. In English, this means surrender. There's a lovely poem. I believe it's by Jalaluddin Rumi, where he shares that a child is an arrow, divinity is the mark, and who's the parent? The bow. And if you think of these factors, who has to work the hardest? The bow does. The bow has to bend to be able to propel that arrow to the mark. Anahangara, to surrender, to bend. Twelve, Anudarshana, 
which means reflectiveness. A sign of one who is reflective is knowing when to quit. And I particularly mean when to quit a certain caregiving strategy that's not working. That I have to quit this and I have to start a new caregiving strategy. To be reflective, even with goal setting, I share with people at the beginning of the year, your goal should follow the acronym of ICE, which is inspirational, calculable, and examinable. The E is, suppose you have a goal and you're moving towards this, but you realize that this goal is not the best for you. You have to change your goal then. Knowing when to quit is only so you can start that which is better for you. Value 13, <laughs> asakti. In English, independence. This morning, your rad was, what is the virtue that will help you go from being a participator to a facilitator? Think of this in terms of parenting, from being a passive parent to being an active parent. That virtue is independence. A facilitator is one who's not doing that to be liked or disliked. An active parent is one who's there for their child, whether their, parent, their child likes that or dislikes that whether they're smiling or crying, but they're doing this because this is right. And if we think of the people we're caring for, we want them to be leaders. A leader has to be someone who's past being subject to likes and dislikes. Value 14, Anabishvanga. In English, this means objectivity. What's the opposite of this? Expectation. When I interact with seekers, my consistent message for them, I should almost just record it and just press play. It'll save my voice. <laughs> is that nobody understands you other than you. Nobody's going to meet your expectations other than you. We feel incomplete, and we think another incomplete person is going to make us complete, that expectation is ludicrous. If you are incomplete and you want to be complete, you have to associate with those who are complete. And that's the importance, that's the beauty, that's the power of our trust triangle. The trust triangle, if you think of a triangle geometrically, I believe it's one of the strongest shapes. If you have to build the tower, you build it as a triangle. The first point of a trust triangle is our guide. And what does the guide do with our lives? Moves us forward. Stop being complacent. Stop thinking good is good enough. They push us forward to the map. And what does the map do? Lifts us upwards to divinity. Where this teaching of infinity you are becomes more 
more real. Objectivity with caregiving specifically re relates to relationships. All relationships are running out of time. Every one of us is getting older. Today, Sheila and I were talking about our travels the past eight days, and we were taking the kids to daycare. And she says, she told me she was thinking a lot about DEA at TH. We were just being cautious about not saying that in front of the kids. And I was thinking, are you thinking about this about your parents and my parents and so on? She said, no, I'm thinking about it for myself. Her observation was that so many of the people that she grew up with who are a generation above her, they're all aging, some are dying, and their whole lives they talked about being detached, but none of them are detached. They're all struggling with attachment. And so the revelation to her is that she's running out of time to actually practice anabishvanga, to, to be objective or non-expecting in relationships. Value 15. Sama, which in English means balanced. Now I'm reading to you the full line relating to this. Nityam cha samachitatvam ishtanishtopapattishu. The first point is nityam. Share with me in the chat. What does that mean in English? When should you be balanced? <laughs> yes, perpetually. We're good at being balanced when we're not caregiving. <laughs> when we're not giving that care. But as soon as we start that caregiving, that balance gets lost. This balance is in our chitta. It's not in your context. It's in your content. In your life, you will get ishta, what you want, and anishta, which means what you don't want. To be balanced in all contexts. Some further insights into this. When you invest in your inner world, you invest in your own mind. What's remarkable about this is you only get. When you get a paycheck, you don't only get, correct? A lot of that goes to taxes. <laughs> when people donate through PayPal, we don't only get. A lot of that PayPal gets also. <laughs> you get my point is that it's not an only get. But when you invest in your inner world, you only get more calmness, more quietude, and so on. But what is the purpose of only getting? To only give. The more that your inner world becomes strong, you be able to, you're able to care more. Every one of us wants to be better at loving. 
How can you become better at loving? Love yourself more. Who cares about what you get externally? Sometimes it's likable, sometimes it's dislikable. Engage in sadhana, engage in seva. You will only get. You'll be a real caregiver then. And this leads to new content. This is our 16th value. And this is most special because what chapter of Bhagavad Gita do we start in Meaningful Mornings today? Bhakti Yoga. What value are we on now? Bhakti. I'm reading to you the full line, then I'll elaborate. Mai chanyanya yogena bhaktir avyabecharini. Mai means to me. Ananya yoga. The path to me is to be exclusive. Here, me means divinity. Here, me means joy. That's what bhakti is following the path exclusively to divinity is bhakti, avyabhicharini, and as you're following this, to not swerve. When you're driving wherever and the car in front of you is swerving, it's frightening, isn't it? Even more so if that car is beside you and it's swerving. So Sri Krishna here highlights as we follow the path of divinity to be unswerving in this. Making this more relatable, the English word for bhakti, devotion. Devotion. How many of you have seen the movie Devotion? There's a new movie out called Devotion, relatively new. It's okay. See how much you get from parenting culture. You get Bhagavad Gita, you get movie reviews, you get music reviews. <laughs> this morning I was talking about banking, which banks not to invest in. <laughs> Sharing this from a higher perspective. Devotion. Another word that we relate to devotion is love. When you love the lower, this is called Sneha. When you love the higher, this is called prema. Being devoted to a lower purpose makes you lower. Being devoted to a higher purpose makes you higher. By loving our family only, that's Sneha. I'm sharing this most openly. The fact that you're in parenting culture shows that you understand and have the potential not to live by Sneha. Your life is not just about your family. You were not born to be a parent. But rather, for us to love the higher, which means community, society, humanity, that's what we are to understand and make our potential. And please remember that if you love humanity, who's automatically included in that? Your family. 
I have an older sister and a younger sister who are financially well off. They can give to my parents so much that I can't give to my parents. But I am trying to give to my parents what my sisters cannot. And that is, if Vivek is able to reduce his vasanas, if Vivek is able to be free of vasanas, then everyone I'm connected to also has their vasanas reduced. Everyone. Now, who am I connected to the most? More than my kids and wife, I've been connected to my parents the longest. So now think, what is the greatest offering you can make to the people who have cared for you? Get enlightened. <laughs> Love divinity and everyone, everything will benefit. For those who have been to Sri Ramana's ashram. How many of you have been there? I didn't think anyone was, has been there. So Vivek's aspiration is in 2025 to organize a yatra just to Tamil Nadu. And in Tamil Nadu, that's where Sri Ramana's ashram is. We are always taught that animals cannot be enlightened. Correct? But in Sri Ramana ashram, there is a samadhi area, which means a, a memory of those who are enlightened for Lakshmi the cow, Jackie the dog. These animals were enlightened due to the peace of Sri Ramana. So when I share bhakti, bhakti is love, love the higher. Coming to a more relative perspective, another definition of bhakti devotion is dedication. Whatever you are dedicated to, you automatically sacrifice without even feeling that you're sacrificing. That's uh, such a strong sign of someone who's a bhakta is that they keep giving up so much in their life, but they don't feel like they're giving up anything. Fair enough. I can't go on describing to you how, how much sense this makes. It will make sense more if you practice this. And at a tactile level, specifically to how does one implement bhakti with one's family? How do we care for them? It is quality resources, time, and effort that is given to our family. Don't give your family lots of stuff, but whatever you do give, make sure that's meaningful to them. Some months ago, when I'd come back from Trinidad, my children asked, what did you bring for us? And I said, me. <laughs> and I sensed in their mind, can we return this? <laughs> when I came back from India, they didn't ask. And so I was happy I didn't bring back anything from Trinidad because they would have got into that habit of, 
Every time I travel, I'm going to bring something back. But I did bring something back from India. I brought them back a small nandi. And I've tried to encourage them that before they go to school to bow down and say, Nandi Bhagwan, please help me be responsible. So I pray to Nandi Bhagwan that they pray to Nandi Bhagwan. <laughs> so it's a nice, that's our, our selfish circle. <laughs> but you get my point here is to give that which is of quality. And if you can train yourself in that, then you can give quality time. When you are with someone, do you feel you have the sensitivity that they're paying attention to you or not? Do you have that sensitivity by show of hands? That you're being heard or you're not being heard, you're being seen, you're not being seen. Yes? Animals and children have way more of a sensitivity to that. Way more. So we may think that they don't care that we're on our phone while they're coloring or asking for help or whatever it may be, but they are absorbing that. The more you are devoted to the higher, the more you will dedicate, the more you will offer quality resources, time and effort to those you care for. This is value 16. How many values are we flowing through? 20. Today we've completed 80% of our verses. We've completed 80% of our classes this year. It's really cool that this is being matched. It's sad. <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> Pausing here. Any questions from anyone? Want to join Parenting Culture Live? Good news! We have the information on how you can attend in the show notes. For those on the journey of self-development, My Mission Niagara provides a community forum to listen, reflect, and contemplate. And this podcast is produced by Evolving Adults of Chinmay Mission, an international nonprofit working to transform individuals through the knowledge of Vedanta. For more updates on what's happening in the Chinmay Mission Niagara community, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at CM Niagara. But until next time, inspire, love, be.